0: You can also follow Linnell on Twitter and Instagram at the handle Harris. In this recording, Lanell shares his story on how he became a life coach and clarifies what a life coach is. Let's listen in.
1: Every weekend, I get on and I talk to you all and I share some type of perspective on life, how to stay motivated, how to get inspired, how to take your life to the next level. And tonight, I wanted to talk about coaching and answer any questions you have about life coaching, but I also want to share a bit of my story about how I got into this work. Often, I, I don't share a whole lot about myself. I get on and I I share a lot about, you know, my perspective, but not about Linnell. And I wanted to change that up this evening and probably in the next coming weeks because I have some pretty significant things happening in my life And uh, it's not like it just happened. It's been quite the process. One of the most significant things is I get married June (laughs) 6th. I get married. So, you know, those of you who listen every weekend, you know, I I talk about Pam from time to time. And uh, Pam is my fiance. And after June 6th, she will be my wife. I will be a married man. And I'll tell you, it's something that. I always thought about like, ooh, you know, marriage may be possible. Having a family may be possible. But in a lot of ways, it felt completely out of reach for me because I didn't necessarily know how to, you know, how a long term commitment like that would work because marriages go awry. Marriage is forever. And that's a long time. How do you really make sure that you're. One, not only marrying the right person, but you can have a good marriage. And I'll talk more in detail about that. But one of the things that coaching has taught me is that you get to say. So as a human being on this planet, Linnell, I get to say whether I will have a good or bad marriage. I get to put that in the universe and proclaim it, declare it, declare that I will have a good marriage, and then my job is to take actions to fulfill on that. And, we, you know, I was going to talk about what coaching is, and uh, I want to talk about how I got into coaching. But I, I think that's a good place to maybe share that one of the fundamental parts of coaching is the ability to declare something and then go and fulfill on what you declare. And so I'll back up a little bit and share more about the story. But how I got into coaching really is I started the Inspirational Perspective blog some time ago. And the idea, so the idea behind starting the blog was to create a platform by which I could share what I knew I had, which is, you know, this perspective, this inspirational perspective. Early on in my life, I had a number of struggles and also made some significant mistakes. Uh, One of the biggest mistakes was not graduating college and uh, getting politely asked to leave Northern Illinois University, (laughs) at which point I just started I started working. And I started working very hard. Now, those of you who know me know that, I, you know, I'm at the level of an executive now. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. I own my own companies. But you go back when I was 23, 24, it wasn't that pretty. <laughs> it was not that pretty. And part of the reason it wasn't that pretty is because I really, I would say I blew probably about six years of my life, you know, from the year 18 to 24. Or so just really playing around. You know, college. I didn't take that that serious. I didn't take it serious until I realized it mattered. <laughs> and the first time I realized it mattered is in a corporate setting, where I was told you're not going to move to the next level, nor can you interview for this job because you don't have a bachelor's degree, young man. It's like, oh, OK. All right. So that means that if I don't get a bachelor's degree, that I'm stuck. And at the time, I, I told myself, I don't have two years to go back. I did get my associate's degree. It took me six years to do that, by the way. It took a long time. <laughs> like, I'm serious, you know, because I think sometimes people listen to the show and you probably make up in your mind who Linnell Harris is. And I'm really not that guy. I took a lot of hard knocks. And so six years to get an associate's degree, got the associate's degree, got a job, At Kinko's. That's I worked at Kinko's almost two years making copies. Yes. Making copies because I did not have a degree. So how did I get from there to here? I still don't have a bachelor's, by the way. I still don't have a bachelor's degree. So how did I get from that point in my life to where I am today? And a lot of ways I had a lot of help. I had a lot of coaching. I had some good mentors. Definitely support from my parents, uh, my mom, huge support and great support from friends. But most of all, I had a thirst for learning. And that is really how I put it all together is learning everything I could. So I'm going to skip a part of that story. That's maybe one day I'll share that. But I want to get to how I got into coaching. So. I decided that I wanted to share my perspective to motivate and inspire other people. And at the time, I was uh, basically over global operations. I did a lot of traveling. I've lived in a number of different countries. I've shared some of the countries I've lived in. But I knew that I wanted to inspire people on a global platform. I knew that. I just didn't know how. I can inspire the people who work for me. I can inspire the people I I came into contact from a work perspective. But how do you inspire people on a global platform? And that was my definite purpose. Like that is what I had my vision, my eyes locked on. Um, I talk about Think and Grow Rich often, the book. And one of the things that Napoleon Hill says in the first three chapters, he talks about definiteness of purpose. And so my definite purpose was to do that. And I had my mind locked on that. But how do you do that when nobody knows your name? Nobody knows who you are and whether you have something good to say. And so I started inspirationalperspective.com. And check this out I think I've shared this before. But I thought so long and hard on what it would be and how to create a blog that I woke up out of my sleep, out of my sleep with inspirational perspective. In my brain, like seriously, like that is the name of it. That's the name of it. And I remember at the time I was like, oh, no, that's that's somebody has that. And I went and looked up the domain and it was out there like it was available and I bought it. And that really is how inspirational perspective was born. Now, quick pause, because that might sound real simple. So inspirational perspective was born because I declared that I wanted to do something. And then as soon as I had the idea, I acted on it. I didn't wait to the next day to buy the domain. I didn't wait a month or two later. I bought it and I bought it before I knew what to do with it. So then after I I bought it, then I said to myself, "Okay, that means I have to start writing. And I shared the story about when I first when I I wrote my first blog, sweating profusely. You guys know this. okay? put it out there in the world. After that, I started blogging every week. Now, fast forward a couple of years and I I have a following. People are going to inspirationalperspective.com. I'm getting emails and, you know, people are sharing good feedback, bad feedback. Like, dude, what are you talking about? Other people are like, oh, I love what you're saying. That happens. Whenever you step out and share whatever it is you're going to do publicly, there will be supporters and there will be haters. Like, let's just go ahead and normalize that, okay? Because I think sometimes... We don't do things because we're worried about what people are going to say. And I I think I've gotten to a point in my life where I just don't care. I I just don't care. Yesterday, my sister graduated. Congratulations, Kaylin. She graduated, and I was all the way in the back. I couldn't get a good picture. And so I got up and walked all the way to the front. Now, Linnell from five years ago probably wouldn't have done that because I would be concerned about what people would say. I'm just going to keep it real, right? I might have walked up halfway, but not all the way to the front. But I need a good picture. I'm going to walk all the way to the front. I don't see any rules. I don't see any signs that say I can't. (laughs) And, you know, for somebody, that might be simple. But for a long time, that was outside of my comfort zone, man. So, anyway, back to how I became a coach. Okay. So I'm writing this blog, and one day I get an email from someone who reads the blog, and they say, Are you a coach? That's what the email says. I'm like, no, I'm not. Write back. No, I'm not. Real simple. That's how you get to all the emails, right? They write back, well, you have an ontological premise to your writing. And I wrote back, onto what? <laughs> and then I, I went and looked up the word. What is on, ontological? And I'll, I'll share what it is in a minute. But at this point, I'm intrigued you know this i don't know what ontology is i don't know what ontological approach means but obviously i have this approach in my writing and so after a few times corresponding i was invited out to an observation for life coaches i went all right again i took another action i you know i've always been curious one of the things that blows my mind is when 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 you share brand new information with someone And they would prefer to stay in their current routine. And with me, I'm like, hey, I know that there are a number of things I want to accomplish in my life. And if somebody says, hey, I think this will help you or this might take you to the next level. I'm like, when and where? When and where? I'm sorry. There is no game on television that is good enough to stop me from. Going to the next level in my life, my life. We're not talking about a game. We're talking about my life. And I think sometimes we get so caught up in our routines that we don't know how to break the routine to get something new in our lives. So (laughs) there's a couple of points I can make about my story and how I got where I am. Okay, And, and that's one of them. Again, declare, fulfill means you declare, you take action. That's how you fulfill. I went to this observation. And by the way, I had a game that morning. I went after I played and I walked in there. I didn't realize people were dressed up. They were dressed nice. I'm in there with my basketball stuff on. I was there, though. I was there. Okay. Anyway, check out the observation. And these are coaches doing their work. I mean, They're being trained for two and a half hours. I sat there and watched them get trained. It blew my mind. And one of the reasons it blew my mind is because here are a group of people on a Saturday morning around a table with facilitators who are master coaches talking about human behavior. And and not just talking about human behavior, but peeling it back like an onion. And there is nothing to me. That is more compelling about coaching than the simple fact that it teaches you about human behavior. If you work with a coach, you begin to learn more about your own behavior and why you do some of the things that you do. One of the reasons we get stuck is because we don't we haven't distinguished why we're there, why we're stuck. What has us stuck? And often we're the ones that have ourselves stuck. It's us. But what about me gets me so caught up? What racket am I running on myself? That keeps me stuck. And so here they are Saturday morning having this compelling conversation about human behavior. And the individuals around the table are completely open and vulnerable and sharing deeply about their lives In this closed setting, one of the things they say is it's confidential, right? So confidential, don't go out and blog or share a whole lot of things about it. So that's about as much as I can share from the interaction. But I'm blown away at this point. The next thing they do is they invite me to a workshop the next day for $100. Now, I'm a brother and I'm always watching for the hustle. (laughs) I'm always watching for the hustle. And I was like, oh, now they're trying to get my money. But I thought to myself, I said, well, you know, you could blow $100 in one weekend. I mean, you think about it. Some of y'all on y'all way to go blow $100 right now. Or you leaving from having blown $100. And so I said, well, I like what I saw already. Why not go to the workshop? Went to the workshop. The rest is history. I signed up for the next class. Now, the next training program took one year to become A graduate of the program and a certified coach a certified coach so I went through one year of rigorous training and when I tell you rigorous 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 training to become a coach and I know there are a lot of people who say well I got life experience and because I got life experience I can be a coach and to you I say okay you choose what you want to choose. I'm not saying that, that it's right or wrong. I have my preference, and tonight I will share my preference. I want, to, I want to make sure I set the tone. Tonight I will share my preference. Okay, that's Linnell's opinion. All right, I'm not saying anybody out there who's proclaiming themselves to be a coach and they haven't gone through the rigor and they're not certified, you know, that that's not good enough. Who knows? But when I say life coaching, I'm going to be very clear About what I mean and not what other people are saying, because one of the reasons I don't like using the term life coaching is because in a lot of ways it's been generalized. It's been bastardized, if you might want to say right, like everybody's a coach and they haven't necessarily put in all the work. Now. What is. Ontology, because I I think that will help you understand why I think it's important for someone to be certified and what happens in coaching. By the top of the hour, you will understand at least the fundamentals of what happens in coaching. Okay. So what is ontology? Ontology is the study of being. And what I mean by being is who you are being as an individual who Linnell is being right now in this moment on the radio. Okay. And there are two things that have a significant amount of influence on who you are from being or who you are as a being. One is your attitude. So the way or how you see life, your attitude about life. And the second is your perception. Your perception, okay? Now, let me tell you a funny story about perception and how tricky perception is. Michelangelo, before he was Michelangelo, okay? One of the ways he got famous is he was uh, contracted. I forget the word for artist. What's the word for artist, Zach? When they ask you to create something? The artist, know. The art- artist, no. Yeah, know. it slipped my mind. Yeah, all right, but... Anyway, he was contracted to fix this marble piece that had commissioned commissioned the there you go he okay. got he was commissioned so he was commissioned to to fix this marble big marble piece for this town this town had ordered this big marble piece remember this is way way back when you know getting a piece of marble was a big deal okay and he was commissioned to fix this marble marble piece and Part of the reason he was commissioned is because they had hired someone who wasn't certified. (laughs) I'm just playing. But anyway, they hired an artist who wasn't as good as he said he was. Right. And he put a big hole in the middle of the marble and messed it up. Okay, so how do we you know, how could we get this piece of marble to be beautiful? And they went after Leonardo da Vinci. Right. The master. But he had he had enough work. You know, he could he wasn't gonna do it. And somebody talked about this Michelangelo guy, all right? He's pretty good. And so he came down and what he ended up creating was the statue of David, okay, with the slingshot. So this is a really famous piece of work now, okay? So he did this out of a a messed up piece of marble. Now, I'm getting to my point about perspective, okay? So the person who commissioned him came in and saw it and looked at it and said, you know, this looks beautiful, but I think the nose is too big. And when he was saying this, he was looking up, he was looking up at the statue from underneath it and all he could see was the nose. Okay. now, Michelangelo, being a master, thought to himself, now, if I tell this man who commissioned me that. That he's wrong, well, that's not going to be good for my work, right? I can't get more jobs. And so, what he did is he said, Well, let me see what I can do to change your perspective. All right? And so, Michelangelo, on his way up the rafter, because remember, the guy who commissioned him is looking from underneath, he grabs some of the marble dust, right, from off the floor, and he goes up on the rafters. And he begins to tap the nose with his chisel and slowly let this dust out of his hand. And it falls down on top of the person who commissioned him. Right. And then he says, come up here and look. And he changed his perspective. Okay, come up here and look. And when he when the guy came around and looked, mind you, Michelangelo didn't change anything. He looked at the nose and said, hey, what do you think now? And the guy said, oh. That looks a lot better. Now, my point is this. Perspective is tricky because often we see things through the lens of our experience. And so, a lot of who we are, when I say from being, ontology is the study of being, and the thing that makes up being is one your attitude and two your perspective or your perceptions, right? Your perceptions, your perceptions are based on your experiences. And so if all you've ever experienced is one thing, then understand that how you perceive everything else is based on that experience. Okay, so another example. If your entire life, your experience is struggle, Struggling to make ends meet. Struggling to get back and forth to work. Struggling. Then that becomes a part of who you are. Okay, because, again, remember, attitude, perception. And if your perception is through the lens of struggle, then that is who you become. That's who you are from being is you almost embody the struggle. There are people who are proud of the struggle. Because that is who they are from being. And they adapt an attitude often that mirrors that. Now, ontology, being the study of being, basically says that you can change who you are at the very core by addressing those two things, by addressing your attitude and your perceptions. That is what coaching is about. Coaching is about transforming who you are to who you want to be. And I, I can make it a little more complicated, but that's as simple as I can make it. Who you are to who you want to be. All right, so let's go back to me. When I first got introduced to coaching, marriage was probably the furthest thing from my mind. For what? <laughs> I mean, that's what I used to say. For what? Now, Now, again, I'm a student of Napoleon, and I think it's chapter 11 or 13. I can't remember. One of the things he talks about is the power of love and how most men who have accomplished anything. Accomplished it because they had a strong woman. And I just thought, well, I'm going to be that one dude. (laughs) I'm going to be that one dude that accomplishes it without a woman, because I, I don't see how. You know, marriage is in the cards for me. I just don't see it. Now, that was my way of being. And one of the things that coaching helped me with was, one, my attitude towards marriage and my perceptions towards marriage, which then allowed me to open myself up to the opportunity because I probably still would have met Pam, but I probably would have tore it all up. I would have jacked it up because I would have been being a different person. Y'all follow me? You get where I'm going. This is what coaching did for me. And I'm trying to share what coaching did for me. So anyway, I went through this year long process. And the cool thing about the process was this. Not only was I taught life coaching, you know, in a training environment, but I was also given a coach. So that way, not only was I being taught, but I was able to see what coaching could do for a person by being the number one example. Okay. And after one year, I will tell you it transformed my life. And anybody who knows me can tell you that. All right. Anybody who's who's uh, been in my space in an intimate way can tell you that my mom, Pam, my brothers, my sisters, my good friends. They can say, yeah, Linnell changed and not changed. You know, often we say somebody changed, like changed in a bad way, but changed in a way that. I became closer to who I wanted to be so I can deliver on my personal purpose. Okay. So. Coaching is about perceptions and attitude, right? Being. And I want to share one other piece. So I I went through this year long coaching program. I got certified. Out of the program, which is not easy, not everybody. Get certified. But I was like, I'm getting certified. I am going to get certified. And so I started I started getting my hours. OK. And in order to get certified, you have to get 100 hours and you have to be evaluated and you have to pass observed phone calls and observe coaching sessions at a certain level. OK. And I, I'm, again, you can go with somebody who's not certified. I'm telling you that there's rigor with individuals who are certified. And if you are going to take a coach then maybe you want to work with somebody who's done the work okay so one of the first things that coaching addresses is who you're being i said that right and then it begins to ask the question and this is a good question for all of you who are listening are you being at effect of your circumstances and situations Are you at effect? And what that basically means is, are you a victim of it? Are you a victim of your circumstance? Oh, I got up this morning. It was raining. I was supposed to be at work on time. I got a flat tire. I can't go to work anymore. That's a real good example of a victim of circumstance. Okay, you're not committed to your job. If you were committed, you would still go. All right. Commitment means that you will see something through. And one of the reasons so many of us struggle with our goals is because not because we don't want it. It's because we're not committed to it, because if you're committed to it, then you won't be at effect or a victim of the circumstances and situations that come up. That get in the way of the commitment. And believe it or not. We're taught to be a circumstantial, situational society. I mean, the commercials even say, had a long day? (laughs) Ah, it's okay. Be a victim. Have a beer. (laughs) It it don't say anything about, is that beer aligned with your personal purpose on the planet? Is that beer going to help you get to your next goal? Because if it is, and it's a tool to ease you up so you can sit down and do something else, Or be committed to what you want to do, then that's different. But if it's not, then you're being at effect. It's that simple. You can't be both. You cannot be at effect and at cause at the same time. And at cause means that you're fully responsible for your life. And that's one of the things that coaching distinguishes almost immediately is are you at effect or are you at cause? At cause meaning responsible or effect meaning a victim. So tonight, are you at effect of your life or are you at cause for your life, taking full responsibility for what it is that you're looking to achieve? All right, I got Michelle on the line. Michelle, how are you?
2: Brother, this is probably one of your best. <laughs> you you are amazing. You are really, really growing. Yeah. And, and you know, um, I have... Um, Listen to your opening uh, after the first fifteen minutes because I'm gonna tell you the honest to God truth. After Celine, Celine had a great show, right? Mm-hmm. You, they played that doggone Wells Fargo ad, and I cut all three of my radios. <laughs> <laughs> I almost missed you. Oh man! You, you completed, and I remember. I said, you know, I didn't listen to them last week because I fell asleep. Okay. Nevertheless, you know, I had I had this idea. Mm-hmm. And and it's interesting that, you, that you're that you talking about what you're talking about now. You know, you offered me uh, a free coaching session, right?
1: Yeah, Michelle. What happened?
2: And, well, here's what happened. I thought about it, and I said, you know, it might be great if we could take 10 minutes in six weeks. That would be 60 minutes. And just do it on the air.
1: I say so do people do so a whole people, one.
2: So people could see what your coaching is like. I would make that sacrifice. You would do that? I would do that.
1: Because if you, if, you know, as the client, if you say that it's open, then it's open. You know, i tell you what, I'll tell, I tell you what,
2: I'll do the general stuff on the air, but the private stuff,
1: nah, it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> no, I feel you, I feel you, we can, we can, we can uh, cut that out. But I'm, okay. I'm, I'm open to it. I would love that. I, I, I think it would help out a lot of people.
2: I think it would too, and you know, I think this show is a is a good thing. I heard it because I had been thinking about that since we last talked, and yeah. I thought, oh, uh, he probably wouldn't want to do that. Who am I to think I can, you know, help somebody with my problems?
1: Nice at cause. <laughs> you know? being at calls, right?
2: Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. And so, thank you, Lionel Harris. You're I welcome. think you're a great young man, and I'm just shocked to find out. I thought you had a PhD. <laughs>
1: no, no.
2: Yeah, so that's mm-hmm. that's very positive. And I, I'm hoping that people are hearing this. And if not, maybe you ought to run it next week or have Melody take a good little part out of that and make you a commercial because for you to share what you just shared today would make people more apt, I think, in my opinion, to want to see, to, to experience what you're talking about. I would have never thought of taking a class or going into a session or a workshop for coaching. And to see that you changed from that, I think that's just incredible.
1: Uh changed a lot.
2: I, I think that's incredible because I thought you were born that way.
1: No, <laughs> ma'am.
2: <laughs> so, listen, I'm not going to take up any more time, but I just wanted to say that. And so we'll talk soon.
1: All right. Thank you so much. Yeah. You're yeah, welcome. Yeah. Let's connect. Let's make that happen. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. Thanks for that, Michelle. Appreciate it. Her being at cause, right? Being at cause. All right. So I think I explained being at cause, being at effect. If you have questions, give me a phone call. 773-591-1690. The other thing that coaching helps with is purpose. You know, so right now I'm working on a book about purpose and I'm, I'm trying to make it short because I know people don't like to read. They don't. I'm trying to figure out how do I really help people distinguish their purpose in the shortest amount of time. And purpose is so important because it is truly your North Star. I've talked about this a number of times on the air. It truly is your North Star. But what coaching allows you to do is to begin to design your life on purpose. On purpose. So what is it that you really want to achieve? One of the first conversations I have with a client is called a conversation for possibility. What's possible in your life? And then once we start to get there, one of the other questions I ask is, well, what's getting in the way? And boy, people, they struggle with the possibility part, right? But then once we work together, because it's not that simple. Once I work with them and they start to get this beautiful possibility together. They're like, man, this is wonderful. I had never even thought this way before, Linnell. And went, well, what's getting in the way? Oh, man, and they got a list. All the things that get in our way. All the things, circumstances and situations that get in the way. Man, I had circumstances and situations all day. I mean, this week was crazy. I'm planning a wedding with Pam. I'm still in the air. Cause I'm committed. I'm committed. I, you know, my sister had a trunk party. She had a graduation last night, got up this morning, made some runs for the wedding. Then went to her trunk party. Then Pam, I got two families. Now one of her cousins had a birthday party, drove all the way from Joliet out there and then drove here. And in between put little notes together for the show. So, I'm not saying that to boast. What I'm saying is, when you're committed to something, you make it happen. You make it happen. I'm committed to Pam. And so, that's why I went to her cousin's party. <laughs> okay? Because I could have been like, ah, I don't got time. <laughs> okay? I-, I went out of commitment versus circumstance situation. Period. Okay? So. Designing your life on purpose, there will be things that get in the way. And part of the reason you have a coach or one of the reasons coaching is valuable is because then you have somebody on the path to say, wait a second, why are you doing things you're not committed to? Right now, I have. Four major projects that I'm up to. Four major projects. One of them is marriage. Okay. It's called my love and marriage project to make sure that Pam and I have a beautiful wedding. Then I have a number of other projects. One of my projects is around my well-being, how I take care of myself, how I take care of my body. Okay. Because, you know, the Linnell Harris enterprise falls apart. If my body falls apart. Okay. And I can't talk to you guys about how you're doing and what you're doing. If I'm not at least being some sort of an example for that. OK. I'm committed to that. I get up early in the morning <laughs> because I'm committed. All right. Circumstance. I'm tired. Situation is I didn't get eight hours. Commitment is I'm going to take care of my body and I love myself properly and eat well, take my supplements, do the things I know I need to do to ensure that I'm strong enough to do what I'm committed to doing, okay? So I have these projects because the whole idea is to live my life on purpose, to live my life on purpose. So at any point in time, how I make my decisions are based on what I'm up to. And how I know what I'm up to is because I'm extremely clear on it. Like, there's no, you know, "Ah, I'm not sure. Ah, I'm not that. I don't know. No, I know what I'm looking to create. And because I know what I'm looking to create, then it makes, there's enough circumstance situation to come up. But because I'm clear on what I'm looking to create, I can push past it. Because I'm committed to the outcome of what I visualize. OK. And by the way, I have a coach and my coach sees the underbelly like, dude, I'm tired. Hey, man, I got a lot going on. Hey, I feel overwhelmed. Like those are some of the requests for coaching I have. OK. um, I'm t- Hey, my well-being's off. Yeah, I skip sometimes. I do. I'm human. My well-being's off. I need to bring this to coaching. How can I get re-empowered around this? And we work on it. You know, who who would I be to coach people if I wouldn't, I'm not going to take my own medicine, right? I have a coach. All right. So, designing your life on purpose is the other reason people have coaches. Okay. The other thing the coach is, is a mirror for the client. And, and put it like this. You know, you ever get up close on something and all of a sudden it's out of focus? You know, like right now, I can look at this mic that I'm speaking into and I can look in it and it can go out of focus because I'm, I'm up on it. And that's how life is. Often we have situations, circumstances that are up on us and a coach helps become the mirror to distinguish what exactly is going on. Hey, that's not that big of a deal when I from altitude. When you look at it over here, what's the choice that you're going to make to stay committed to who you said you're going to be and what your purpose is? So the coach serves to be a mirror. Now, there's a difference between therapy and consulting. And and on one of the shows, very soon, I want to get a therapist in to talk about therapy. And we, we will distinguish the difference between therapy and coaching. Now, there's a little bit of overlap. But to be clear, therapy is looking to the past to heal something from the past. Okay. That is affecting you now in the present part of the reason some of us get stuck is because there's something that still has a string on us and sometimes not just a string a chain on us from our past and therapy is an opportunity to heal that thing and break the chain or break the string or break the thread whatever it might be okay none of us have had perfect past I work with a therapist as a matter of fact Pam and I I'm working with a relationship therapist right now why wait until we have problems (laughs) be proactive if the mission is to have a strong marriage then why not be at cause right and responsible to create that versus waiting for something to go wrong real wrong now oh man we need therapy (laughs) we need to go to a relationship counselor like why wait for that so that's therapy okay Looking to the past to heal something from the past. Relationship therapy is a little different, but that's not what we're talking about tonight. Okay. Talking about one-on-one stuff. Coaching. What is coaching? Coaching is looking to the future. Okay. Looking to the future to create from the future. To create your life from the future, not knowing how. That is the biggest piece. Not knowing how. When I said six or seven years ago, I read Think and Grow Rich for the first time at 23, 24. I said, this is what I want to do. I want to motivate, inspire people on a large platform. I had no clue how to do it. But I stayed focused on it. Okay. Now, here I am. You can hear my voice. Okay. But I didn't know how. So does that mean that when I said it was possible before, that it was impossible No, because it's possible and all too often we're afraid to declare something that's possible because we don't know how. But if you say it's possible, that is the power we have as human beings to create. I said it before. All of us. Have a piece of greatness, a piece of God inside of us. If God is a creator. If you believe that. If God is a creator and He created you and everything around you, and you got a piece of that in you, who says you can't create what's possible for your future? That's simple. That's not making air and water and mountains out of nothing. <laughs> so, that's what coaching's about looking to the future to create what's possible. And by the way, I don't tell my clients. What to do. They tell me what they're going to do. And so, if you have a coach and they're telling you what to do, that's consulting. And you just hired a consultant. And that's why I say if you're going to hire somebody, make sure they have their ACC, accredited coach, PCC, professional coach, or MCC, master coach, because that means they understand ontological rigor. And so, that's what coaching has changed for me. And part of what it did for me is give me a new perspective on marriage and I'll be getting married June 6th. More to come on that.
0: This episode of Inspirational Perspective was recorded at the Midway Broadcasting Corporation in Chicago, Illinois on WVON 1690 AM. The talk of Chicago. Thank you for listening. Go to the Inspirational Perspective Facebook page and like the page. Follow Lionel Harris on social media at the handle Lionel Harris. You can find him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with that handle. Text INSPIRED to 43783 to receive free inspirational quotes and updates.